welcome to Times Talk, the podcast where we dig a little deeper into the issues facing Malta right now. I'm Vanessa Keneally. On this episode... COVID and the war are, are the two primary factors that are worsening conditions in, in the Tripolitania uh, for everyone, frankly, but, but even more so for, for migrants who are among the most vulnerable. As violence and a lack of decent healthcare makes life harder in Libya, will it mean a surge of migrants crossing to Malta? And... Welcome and thank you for calling the to test or not to test? That is the question. We look at the reasoning behind getting swabbed for COVID-19. According to the UNHCR, the number of migrants who arrived to Malta in January and February of this year from Libya was 989, a higher number than average for this time of year. Then in March, the COVID-19 pandemic changed things. Like in many countries, Libya's healthcare system is overrun. But the difference there is that doctors and nurses are already dealing with the civil war. So does this combination mean we should expect a higher number of people landing on our shores? Mark McAuliffe leads an observatory specializing in human smuggling and trafficking in North Africa and the Sahel for the think tank Global Initiative Against Transnational Organized Crime. Prior to this war, there were fewer migrants departing. So the, the war did shake things up. It's pushing more migrants out of Libya because out of the coastal areas of Libya because the conditions in the Tripolitania and the greater Tripoli area have worsened as a result of, of the war. Just to, to make a, a, a caveat about, about the conditions in Libya in general, not just affecting migrants, but affecting everyone. Um, Tripoli is experiencing near daily uh, uh, shellings, fighting, um, uh, particularly in the south, in the south of, of Tripoli. And this has um, really impacted daily, daily life in, in, in a lot of different ways. Inflation is up, uh, economic activity is, is, is down. As I said, there, there are uh, more power cuts than, than usual. Sometimes there are, uh, the water supply is, is, is undermined. Um, you have shelling sometimes on, on medical facilities and, and, and hospitals. Um, with with all the impacts that 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 has, so so the conditions in in the greater Tripoli area have have worsened, and this has been pushing migrants uh, further further afield. During the past uh, uh, weeks and months, we have seen medical facilities being bombed. So fully working medical facilities just disappearing from the map because because they've been shelled basically. Um, imagine as a government, as a weak government, um, uh, uh, fielding the, the 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 problems coming from from a war, and 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 all the while having having uh, to to plan for this this epidemic. Um, so so that is that is the context as far as as the infrastructure is 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 concerned. When it comes to migrants, the situation for migrants has become worse and more dangerous. So as a result of, of uh, isolation me measures, you have a lot of migrants who are day laborers who actually don't have uh, 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 the funds to be able to self-isolate for weeks on end, who, who are now in, in very poor 
uh, housing conditions um, uh, and and unable to access um, employment and 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 money, which would to be able to sustain themselves. If they they do start venturing out of of their areas to 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 either find work or or, or be able to feed themselves, they will be targeted uh, by by bandits because that now they're they're even more visible than they than they were before. Uh, and and even more isolated in in this sense, it it could push more migrants um, to flee Libya um, as a re- as a result of what I I've been saying. So uh, the the two factors compound each other. So so COVID and the war are are the two primary factors that are worsening conditions in in the Tripolitania uh, for everyone, frankly, but but even more so for 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 migrants who are among the most vulnerable. In the short term, we don't anticipate that there's going to be, you know, a huge change in the number of migrants fleeing Libya. Um, but over the medium term, if this is sustained, yes, this this might have an impact. What we've seen is some smugglers turning actually to to more trafficking practices and turning to kidnap for ransom, um, and and therefore the, the 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 stories about about migrants being tortured in Libya um, have become. More frequent, uh, particularly from 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 some towns in Libya, um, and and more serious. You know, we, we've had situations where 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 the, the ransom being demanded has been growing and growing to to astronomical uh, figures, um, and and this usually means that that migrants in that situation are going to be ransomed for longer and therefore tortured for longer. The way the system works is is a migrant is captured. They typically start being tortured while while being asked to call their their family, um, uh, and and that process is is sustained until until the family basically is able to cough up the money. And if they're not, sometimes migrants are are just killed basically. The image of a boatload of migrants coming to Malta is a very powerful image, and and for a period of time, um, that was uh, almost a daily occurrence um, to Malta, and 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 typically many people are fixed on on that image. There are no equivalent images of migrants leaving Malta to go to Europe, uh, and so the perception of "quote unquote" invasion, which is very often uh, cited is is the one that lasts uh, longest in, in the the public psyche. What we need is is a plan on on multiple levels. So I think there needs to be a plan for disembarkation. And the 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 idea of having uh, uh, no option to disembark migrants who need search and rescue is not sustainable in the long term. Um, at the same time, we need we need uh, a sustained diplomatic blitz. So, so I think the government earns a lot of sympathy when it says that that Europe needs to carry this uh, uh, with solidarity. Um, I think it's unacceptable uh, that we're in a situation where uh, disembarkations are still not considered uh, a European res- responsibility. Um, so, so. So that is something that needs to be worked on, but we know that this is not something that can be worked on in in in, in the short term. Diplomatic activity has had uh, has had impact in the past. 
but it needs to be sustained. And 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 at the moment, the the government, even though it's a labor administration that has been in power for 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 a lot of years, this is a new administration that still has to has to build an entire cachet of of relationships and 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 systems and 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 push these forward in order to to gain successes on on the diplomatic front while that happens you need you need to manage the situation in in, in the short and, and medium term still to come because i could have been infected one minute after getting tested, right? We look at the pros and cons of getting tested for COVID-19. At the times of Malta, we know this is a tough time for everyone and we're going through it too. We're doing our best to bring you the most factual information every day and put pressure on authorities to answer all of your questions and more. But independent journalism costs money and we need your help. Please go to www.timesofmalta.com forward slash donations and give us as little as two euro. Thank you. As restrictions begin to ease across the islands, authorities and the public are watching closely to see if the number of people contracting the coronavirus rises. To help keep in control of the situation, authorities are asking people more than ever to test, test, test. So in the name of research, our online editor Bertrand Borge obliged. Tell me why you decided to get the test done in the first place. Well, my wife and I have, have been interested in, in, in asymptomatic carriers ever since you know we started reading about the virus. So we've been wearing masks uh, when we're out long before authorities said we should. So there's always something on our mind, this idea that I might have the virus and not even know it, not have any symptoms. And as... We, st I started seeing uh, the number of tests, daily tests, gradually go down, and um, health authorities started saying, "Well, we're going to expand testing now." It occurred to me that maybe I could, I could get myself tested despite exhibiting no symptoms, and I just thought, "Well, you know, I deliver, I deliver food to my to my mother, who's on the verge of being considered a vulnerable person," and I thought, "Well, you know, if if." I can give myself a bit of peace of mind um, before doing that, then, then, then all the better. Hi, good morning. So it was pretty simple. Um, I literally just called 111. I got through, put through to an operator straight away. Um, I was straight up. I told the woman, I have no symptoms, my wife has no symptoms, but we think we might be asymptomatic. Could we get ourselves tested? And um, she, she, you know, she took our details and gave us an appointment 90 minutes uh, from the phone call. So, you know, 90 minutes later, we're off we drove to the test center. See, there's no one at this test center. Seems to be the only ones who want to get tested at this moment in time. And there was nobody there. It was lunchtime on a weekday. Okay, so I'm about to be tested. 
So the swab is a, it's a nasal swab. It's a nasal PCR swab. So what that means is if you imagine a really long um, cotton bud, you look at it and you think, how can that go into my nose? But it uh, it does. <laughs> it does. And it's a bit awkward for, you know, it lasts maybe five, five to 10 seconds, I suppose. So it's a bit awkward for those five seconds. It's not, it's not the most pleasant feeling I've ever experienced, but it's not, it's not painful by any, by any stretch. And the test happened from within my car. I didn't even take off my seatbelt, I think. So it was literally a, a, a two minute job. You roll down your window, you get swabbed and off you go. From when you left the test center and then how long did you have to wait before you got the results? It took me around 26 hours. So the next day, the next afternoon, I got a text message and an email at the same time both saying I'm virus negative and virus not detected. So it was, it was very seamless. Um, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty efficient. I thought, um, and, and the sort of thing I, I'd probably be tempted to do again in a, a month down the line. Did you feel relief when you got the results? Um, I'm not sure relief is the right word because I wasn't especially concerned that I did have the virus. I, I had no no reason to think I did, but it is uh, it, it does give you some sort of clarity, some sense of clarity, and some sort sort of um, reassurance. Um, it also you know it also gives me gave me bragging rights when I when I went to my mother's <laughs> that, that weekend. <laughs> okay, you you get the results and then you know that you're negative. So then you feel great. I know that I, uh, I am morally responsible, etc. I, I am confident that I can't infect anyone. Um, but it's not as simple as that really, is it? No, it's not. The test, getting tested, is just a snapshot of your state of health at that moment in time. It doesn't mean that you cannot be positive. It doesn't mean that you will not be positive. It just means that at that moment in time, you're not positive, you're negative. Um, so getting tested is not a license to go about and break social distancing rules or, um, you know, throw caution out, out the window. It's just a, an element of reassurance for yourself and for uh, public health authorities who are trying to, to catch all the infections they possibly can. So for some people that's saying, well, what's the point? What is the point? So we'll say if you had tested positive, what would have been the next step for you and your wife? And what would it mean for a greater society? Well, first of all, I think if I had tested positive, I would probably have been told um, quicker, sooner than the 26 hours. So that's the first thing to, to note. Um, I think the point is that when we have a virus which we are trying to contain across an entire society, uh, it's very important for public health officials to um, plug all the holes, plug all the little uh, gaps where infection can 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 spread and sneak through. Um, for for the first months, let's say, of this pandemic, treatment's been focused on symptomatic carriers, on catching everybody who has symptoms, getting them tested, finding out who's positive and isolating them and treating them so that they can't spread the infection any further. Uh, 
Now, we've already seen some measures being relaxed over the past 10 days or so, and we'll probably see more measures being relaxed in the weeks to come. And as you have more and more people circulating out in wider society, coming into contact with each other, it becomes increasingly important to detect all possible infections. And that's especially, that's also true of uh, asymptomatic carriers because it's relatively easy to find out who's infected if the people who are infected have a fever or a cough or a runny nose or any of the other uh, symptoms which are associated with COVID-19. It's a much harder task to detect people who have COVID-19 and are spreading COVID-19 if they're out and about um, feeling feeling fine and have, and have no way of knowing. So while me getting tested uh, was just, was, was for me to get peace of mind, it's also um, a little, a little, little tiny little contributor to, to the public health effort, because if the more people authorities can test, the more of these asymptomatic cases they can detect and the quicker we can get over this, this pandemic in Malta. Thanks for listening today. Please take the time to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And if there's any topic you'd like us to investigate, feel free to contact us at the email address timestalk at timesofmalta.com. That's it. Thank you very much. Okay, have a good day. You too. Bye-bye.
Okay, so about to be tested. Long, small cotton bud in my nose. Three minutes. 